Hello, everybody. I am your host, Jerry Adams. You're listening to Midnight Radio, and we have some very good stories for you tonight. Midnight Radio, we go over stories that are a little bit darker than you'd hear anywhere else in the media, and we do it without any fear. On our website right now, the top story that we have is murdering mothers. Did you know that mo- mothers... Murdering their children alone. Say that three times real fast. Murdering mothers, murdering mothers. The headline says, From Mothers to Murderesses, MidnightRad.io is the website. Mothers murdering their children alone is the number one murderer of children right now. Back in 2017, there was a study released by Doug Chris of CNN where about 500 children a year were murdered, but men, a single man, not a single man, but a man acting alone was 57.4% more likely by the numbers of the 500 children. Well, the numbers we got, and this is from 2020, mind you, this is at the beginning of the pandemic. It turns that number on its head. And as soon as these numbers are updated, these are from 2020, but they were released 2022. Mothers acting alone now, the number alone is 426. Again, 2017, it was a total of 500. Now it's mother acting alone, 426. Two parents of known sex, I don't know what sex that is, 337. Fathers alone is 209, half. Why is this happening? Why are mothers more likely to murder now than ever before? What's changed? Go to our website, midnightrad.io. Take a look at this article. Look at this report. We want to hear what you think. Some of the recent mother murderers are on there. Eileen Murdy, 30. This is from last week. She drowned two of her children on the beach of Coney Island, left him there for police to find. You can read about that. You can read about Sonia Loja, 36, from Connecticut. She ran a legal daycare in her home. One morning she called the parents of the children she normally took care of and told them not to drop off their children. Her husband went to work. She strangled her kids and hung herself in the shed. And there's the disturbing case of the Louisiana mother. She slit her two children's throats. She posted a video on her Instagram where she blamed the father. You see that story and the rest of the murdering mothers on our website. I got a new one in today. Jacksonville mother sentenced to life in prison today in the death of her five-year-old daughter. Her name was Brianna Williams. She pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Given life in prison. She's a former Navy petty officer. She's 30. The judge handed down the sentence Tuesday afternoon, calling it a tragedy all around after Williams, who was charged with child neglect and lying to police, eventually pleaded guilty in March to second-degree murder and the disappearance and death of her daughter, Taylor Rose Williams. 
The judge noted several times on Tuesday how difficult a case it was for him. He noted William served honorably in the Navy, yet had carried on relationships with other military personnel for which he could have been prosecuted by the Navy. He read the report by the defense psychologist who found Williams had unresolved psychiatric issues. The case came down, according to the judge, to the fate of a five-year-old girl who probably died from starvation and noted that the victim was not valued from the time of conception by either parent. Prosecutors said during Williams' sentencing hearing that because of the state of Taylor's body was in when it was found, we'll never know exactly how she died and the mother didn't tell them. The defense asked for a 20-year sentence, and the state asked for life. Prosecutors got the sentence they were hoping for. The judge said he took no pleasure in imposing the life sentence with no chance of parole. She didn't say anything before she was led away into custody out of the courtroom. What is going on with her mother's? Why is it increased since the pandemic, the pandemic, since the lockdowns? Why? I know more people are divorcing than ever before. In all the cases, the ladies on our website, except for the lady whose husband went to work before she choked her kids and hung herself. Well, most of those cases, it's a single mother on her own, just like this case of Miss Williams that was sentenced to life. What is going on in the mind of a mother? I saw an article today, and it was about Arizona, an Arizona judge saying it was illegal for women to have abortions. And on it, they put a picture of women on July 7th. I wasn't going to bring this up because... Abortion is a hot topic, but it's not about that. You can argue it, well, it'd be better for them to get rid of the kids than for the mother to be overwhelmed and murder them later while they're alive. Is that a type of abortion? But what really stuck out to me was the signs they were carrying, which are like many I've seen before, my body, my choice. It's your body, your choice, but you're getting rid of a body that's inside of you that has no choice. And if it's not a baby, it's not a body. And if it's not a baby, you're not pregnant. Yet it's okay to mandate vaccines. I don't understand the logic. Not that I'm anti-vaccine, although a vaccine did kill my father. But I don't understand the logic. Maybe somebody can clue me in. If you're listening and you'd like to clue me in, let me give you the phone number. The phone number is 325-261-0892. The phone line's not open right now, although we are live. But you can call that number, leave me a voicemail message about any of the topics I'm talking about tonight. Perhaps some date in the future, if we have enough people listening live, I'll let you guys call in live. Phone number is 325-261-0892. You can leave up to a three-minute voicemail message, and I will play that on the show. I got this breaking from two hours ago. This is a missing 23-year-old woman. She was last seen on Sunday. So I'm going to let you know about it. I'm going to, everything I'm talking about, there's going to be links to on the website. 
So all of you guys can check this out. If any of you are part of No Agenda Social, part of the Mastodon Network, you can check me out there. I'm at Pops. Check me out there, and you can see all these stories I'm talking about. I've already tooted out. They're on No Agenda Social. Missing 23-year-old Catherine Hay. She was last seen in the Meadows neighborhood in Castle Rock around 9 a.m. This is Castle Rock, Colorado. Police say she drives a blue 2019 Chevrolet Trax. The license plate is BSBB62. According to police, Hayes an avid hiker, especially of 14 miles. However, all of her gear was left at home, police said. If you have any information on her whereabouts, please contact LPD Detective Goodman. The phone number is 303-795-3896. Again, she's been missing since Sunday. Her name is Catherine Hay. She was last seen in the Meadowoods neighborhood in Castle Rock, Colorado, around 9 a.m. Police said she drives a blue 2019 Chevy Trax. The license plate is BSBB62. You can check it out on the website. If you have any information on her whereabouts, please contact LPD Detective Goodman, 303-795-3896. Now, it's not only mothers that are killing children. There's more murders now than there ever has been before, and it's been exacerbated by about 25% since the pandemic. And it's not just mothers. Metro Atlanta attorney, he's sentenced to life today with parole, though, in a road rage slang. They call it a road rage slang, although he was at his house. He said that a golf ball supposedly struck his car while he was at his house. And he was driving up to talk to a man about it he thought might have been the person. And he ran him over, killed him. He was... Convicted on all five counts, including malice on murder. The golf ball hit his Mercedes Benz. Well, he won't be playing golf anymore, although he will be playing with plenty of balls and sticks. Speaking about murder, there was a case, and I'm not even going to talk about that. It, was a, it wasn't a school shooting. It was two teenagers, and another teenager heard him in the hallway today. They were they were convicted. Another teenager overheard him. They said that they were going to commit a school shooting. They were going to chain the doors and commit a school shooting. Their lawyer was saying that it was a joke and that the person that heard it heard them wrong thought that was interesting. This came up today, too. You ever wonder, you know, some school shooters are released. There's a story. You know what? I'm going to put that on the website. When they get out, when they get released, the school shooters, life isn't good for them. Um, Call me crazy. I've noticed a pattern of possessions by the devil in these cases. 
you laugh and you think this guy might be crazy, but these are the kind of things we deal with here in this office. I have a documentary call coming up. It's called, what is it called? It is called The Soul Collector by Joni Mahan. She's the author of that book. And in that book, it deals with possession and uh, I'm working on that, that with a exorcist named Brother Yohin. Yochim. It's hard to pronounce. But in the case of school shootings, there was this one case, it's one of the first cases of school shootings. And the shooter was released and he was later murdered. but under some very bizarre circumstances. I'll tell you what, I'm going to write an article about that, put it on the website, midnightrad.io. But today, I don't know if you guys remember this. It stuck in my head. It was from 1997. And let me, his name is Michael Carneal. He served almost 25 years in prison for the 1997 mass shooting at at Heath High School in Paducah, Kentucky. The full parole board will consider his case September 26th and make a decision then, so they haven't yet. But I'm bringing it up because this is why it's interesting to me. He pleaded his case today. And during the hearing, which was held via Zoom. He said, I've had 25 years to prepare for today, and it still doesn't seem like it's happening. He was, con- he was sentenced to life in prison after pleading guilty to three counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, and a count of first-degree burglary, but Kentucky law requires that minors be considered for parole after 25 years. At Tuesday's hearing... Carnell said he had received multiple mental health diagnoses and has long heard voices in his head, including on the day of the mass shooting. Quote, I was hearing things and I was extremely hyper suspicious and I'd felt for years feeling alienated and different. Unquote. He said on December 1st, 1997, he heard a voice telling him, Quote, pick up the gun out of the backpack and hold it in front of me and shoot. Unquote. There's no justification or excuse for what I did. I'm offering an explanation, and I realize there's no excuse for what I did. When asked whether he still hears voices in his head, he said yes. Most of the time, it's things that might hurt myself or something like that, he said. For example, just a few days ago, Carnell said a voice told him to jump off the stairs, but now Carnell said he knows when to ignore such voices. I know now that that's not something that I should do, he said, and I'm able to not do it and rationalize that it's not something that I should do and what I'm hearing is not real. The parole officer questioned Carnell about what his plans were. Carnell said, generally, 
He told his plans to reenter society. He said he plans on living with his parents and would like to be an independent from them after a couple of years. I realized that there's a lot of things I would have to do to get there. He said, I plan on getting a job. I'm not really particular about what kind of job I would have. I mean, fast food, anything would be suitable for me. Carnell said, I've had jobs in here while incarcerated that I've maintained sanitation type jobs. And I could do that. Anything really, as far as employment goes, But Jones pressed Carnell on why he didn't write a letter to the parole board himself, relying instead on letters from his family and a family attorney. And he said that he felt that everything had been covered in his family's letter. I'm going to continue to cover this case and we'll let you know if he gets parole or not. Do you think he should? Do you think he's safe to bring back into the society? He still hears voices. Some of you might think it's mental illness. And I wouldn't disagree with you. Some people would think it's demonic possession. Do you think you can do something like that? And why do they always hear voices? Was it schizophrenia? Or are people possessed getting diagnosed with schizophrenia? Is there more to the story? Some people would look you dead in the eye and tell you it's definitely demonic possessions and there are ways to know maybe somebody on the parole board should have an exorcist go in there and talk to them then they would know real fast wouldn't they and why not if they have them see psychiatrists why not an exorcist just to be safe I got this story here, and this this is a dark story. I've never heard of anything like this. A Kansas City man sentenced to nearly six years in prison for an illegal autopsy scheme. That's right, you heard me. An illegal autopsy scheme. Autopsy scheme. An illegal autopsy scheme. I can't believe it. And he admitted to an illegal autopsy scheme and has been sentenced to nearly six years in prison for wire fraud. He was 42. Sean Parcels, who lived in Topeka, Kansas, was sentenced Monday in federal court to one count of wire fraud. The U.S. Attorney's Office said he pleaded guilty in May as part of a plea deal. So six years, but wait, why is it always this number for the amount of money that he he stole? Parcells' owner of National Autopsy Services persuaded a client to pay 5000 for an autopsy, according to court records. Okay, one client, 5000 what's the problem? The client received an email autopsy report that appeared to be authored by Parcells. No pathology was involved in the examination or report, which is definitely illegal. Between 2016 and 2019, Parcells, a self-taught pathology assistant with no formal education, made more than $1.1 million from more than 350 clients for autopsies, most of which he did not perform, according to court records. Parcells ran three companies. He was charged in 2019 by Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, for conducting the illegal autopsies. In August, Parcells was banned from doing business in Kansas in order to pay more than 700000 in restitution 
and fines for the court cases. He was also ordered to pay over $250,000 in restitution to 82 people that used his services. Oh, my gosh. That came after he was convicted in November of three felonies and three misdemeanors related to providing illegal autopsies. And here's where it goes twilight zone. Prosecutors discovered that Parcells collected more than 1,600 biological samples. Mostly human tissue as part of the scheme. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment took custody of the samples and victims have until October 6th to claim them. This definitely deserves more explanation. Where did he get the samples? Did he actually try? Actually try to do some of those autopsies. I would love to hear what you think about these stories on the darker side of life here. Three two five two six one zero eight nine two. Let me tell you what we got going on right now on our website, midnightrad.io. I thought the podcast of the broadcast was going out to Apple and I thought it was going out to Android devices too, but I found out I was wrong. I double checked and they were in draft mode and I just hit the button and released them today. So those of you that are on Apple, Android, you go to our website, midnightrad.io and you'll see we have buttons so you can subscribe to that on your device. We also have a no agenda to button, our YouTube channel button, and my favorite, our exorcist button. That's right. If you think you might need to talk to somebody because maybe you have something inside of you and here's some symptoms. Do you feel thoughts that aren't your own? Are voices talking to you, telling you to hurt yourself and hurt others? Do you sit there and just have an anger? Do you have the sudden urge to destroy everybody? Do you have addictions? Do you have major sins that you can't control? Maybe you're possessed. Maybe you would like a free consultation. You can click on that black cross there on our website, and that will send you to Brother Joachim for a consultation. Matter of fact, the consultation is free, and the deliverance is also free because according to the authority and the power of God, he doesn't charge for those services. We're also working on our live radio stream. It is up and running right now. If you want to check that out, it has a smooth, easy listening music right now and some music that will get you up and dance. I like all of it. We're working on getting our license right now, so we're going to expand our music. We're going to play the best music from the 50s to the aughts on Midnight Radio. We're going to run the value-for-value model, which means if you value the stream... You can give some value back. Until then, we still have good music there on MidnightRad.io. We do a live show once a week. The show you're listening to, even if it's on the podcast, it was live. It is live right now. Check that out, MidnightRad.io. I'm going to put scheduling up on the website soon of when the shows are going to be live and what the broadcast schedule is. It's music during the day, and at 9 o'clock, we start playing old-time radio shows. I play the Black Museum Two episodes of that, and right now it's two episodes of Christmas Mysteries from the 40s. From the 40s through the 50s. So if you're like me, 
you like those old classic radio shows and the ones I vet, the ones I play are the good ones. Check that out at midnightrad.io. That's every night we have those going on and we have a rebroadcast of Midnight Radio Lives, which you're listening to right now at 11 p.m. So that's 9 to 12.30 for your listening pleasure. Midnightrad.io. This next story. There were two missing teens. They found their bodies today in the North Carolina woods. The top of a red cross can be seen from Buckhorn Road, and from the air it's surrounded by flowers, marking the site where two teenagers were found dead Sunday afternoon. And I heard about close to 10 shots going off like an automatic gun, and then I paused for a little bit, and then five more shots went off. David White lives just feet away from where an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old were found dead with gunshot wounds. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said two men riding four-wheelers discovered the bodies. But he never hurt nobody. And for him to get done like this, is, is I have to have answers. Tiffany Concepcion is the mother of Devin Clark, an Eastern Alamance High School football player. She filed a missing persons report about an hour before her son was found next to 14-year-old Lyric Woods, a teen she says was her son's friend. He was an athletic person. He was a good person. He was a good friend. He had a good heart. Lyric Woods' family reported her missing on Saturday afternoon. An incident report says that Woods' stepfather last saw her home around 11 p.m. on Friday. He went to wake her up Saturday morning, but she was gone. Authorities checked hunting stands and backwood trails and used a canine to search for Lyric, her scent taking the dog into these woods. The report also states a neighbor said they saw Woods riding in a vehicle near where she was found around 3 a.m. on Saturday. Deputies believe Woods got a ride from someone in that car. Where's the other person? Who's the person that picked either one of them up? Who is the person or people that dropped them off? Two teens, bodies found together in the woods in North Carolina. A lot of evil things going on. Now, this isn't in the major city. This is in the outskirts in the rural communities. What these parents must be going through. It's terrible when things like this happen. Again, all these stories I'm talking about today will be linked check all that out on our website if you guys are part of the mastodon universe my name is at pops on there part of the no agenda social or is it at pops at no agenda social i'm not sure i should link that on the website too i'll get on that until then it's bad enough when something really happens what makes it infinitely worse what if it's fake as in the case of Sherry Papini, you guys heard about this? The white, blonde-haired California woman that faked her own kidnapping. Do you remember hearing about her staying at her ex-boyfriend's place? I can't remember if they had sex or not. I'm thinking maybe they did, but I think he said they didn't. Whatever the case is, guess what dropped today, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. Something you and I had always wondered about that if all this case, I got the video from the interrogation room where they're interviewing 
while they're about to tell her the evidence that they have about her not having ever been kidnapped and then they know she wasn't and they have the evidence and they're about to confront her in front of her husband. I have this video. I have it uploaded to noagendatube.com. Look up Midnight Radio and No Agenda Tube. There's a link on the website. You see a version without the audio. Here's the audio right here. I'll fix the audio on that later. Check out our website. Let's go through this together. You're just going to hear the audio. If if you want Keith to leave, I'll ask Keith nicely to leave. Um, Keith if you is our husband. Leave, then he can sit and press on, press on, and we'll we'll move on to the next stages. Uh, but I want to give you that opportunity first. This is from August thirteenth, twenty twenty. But obviously, everything's fearful. If you tell him to leave, and what I'm going to say is benign. Then, then he's gonna. We can pull him back in the room, like, "Hey, Keith, come back in. This, this is what, <laughs> this is what we talked about." Um, so, so that fear of him wigging out. Why, why is she trying to hide something from me? We're setting up the aha no, moment. If there's help me, yeah. There's no trick here. We're just yeah. trying to make sure that yeah, there's control to stop because you can't be to talk to us truthfully. She's looking at her husband right now. They're obviously. asking you. They're not asking me. Obviously, I'll, I would want to be here and whatever needs to come out. And you can change your mind. She knows what the truth is. Like I said in the beginning, you're free to go. So if you wanted to chat with them privately, that's fine too. But we want to talk to you. And we can leave the room, give you guys the room for a couple minutes. Um, this next She nodded her head on that. Could be, them to could leave be the room. benign. Could be like, I've, oh, I, we forgot to tell you this. Or, oh, yeah, all these things make sense now. Um, this, I can tell you the puzzle that makes it all come together, or I can tell the puzzle that crashes everything apart. I don't know what that piece is, honestly. All I know is facts. All I know is certain specific items that will either tear the castle down or is going to build the castle These detectives up. literally look to, like they're holding back. I don't want to build, tear the castle down and not give you the ability to then fix your own castle, even if it's just a small the husband's thing like, here where it's all. the whole What's castle. That? Supportive and casual. She looks scared to death. Um, so we can step out of the room, let you guys talk. I'm not gonna I don't know what information right I'm going to do. Place. If it's life-changing news or if it's, oh, yeah, Watch everything's fine. I just don't know what it is. Um, usually, right, we show the pictures because everybody's invested in this picture. Keith, do the drawings. Keith's the one who gave this stuff. So Keith has always been a part of your memory for small details. Uh, and that's why he's been in here this whole time, and, and that's why he makes me feel safe. In you. Absolutely, well, if he makes you feel safe too. We can continue on. I know you can, can change your mind. Absolutely. And again, I just don't know what she wants to talk about. to him. So if I was saying, detectives hey, out, down, I tell you. And what do you think she's going to do? And then we need to talk. Talk alone. Because you're about uh, to get real. I would suggest we talk alone, uh, but that's completely up to you guys because I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back. She wants to talk to him now. They know what it is. She, she took a Kleenex. You need to stop waiting
She's coming in so she Oh, she's acting like she doesn't want them to find her. I don't want her to be arrested. I don't want to press charges on her. I don't want to find her. Wow. I don't want them to find her. You're not listening but to me. Why. Because she saved my life. But tell me, honey, there's obviously something going on. She's acting like one of the kidnappers helped save her life, so she doesn't want to. Right now. I don't want to go down that road. She wants to continue the charade. I don't want to go down that road. She saved my life, and she's the reason why I get to hold my children every single day. Gone girl, gone girl. I don't want them to arrest her. Why? Because she saved my life. So you don't press her? They still need to find out who it is. She's just staring at him. She knows it's over for her. This comes out and they find the house. It's over. Whatever happened is over. And it doesn't matter what you say. They're gonna be, the girl's going to get in trouble. So, you need to tell them the truth. Everyone the truth. If you don't want to press charges, then that's a deal. Again, you got to watch this video for yourself, midnightrad.io, everything I'm talking about. There's going to be a link up. going to have this video on there. I'm going to fast forward it. The detectives are back. We would love to hear what you're hearing. Because we want to be able to address them as best we can. She's waiting. He's waiting for her to tell them about not wanting to press charges. I'm gonna go back to make sure I didn't miss something. Okay. Hopefully you've had a chance to chat briefly. The fears later, maybe. Nothing. Answer the question. Nothing that we that I'll say to you. I won't eventually tell him. If you know, if you want me to. Do you want me to just tell him what your fears are? We would love to hear what your fears are, because we want to be able to address them as best we can. Wow, she is squirming. He asked if he could tell the detectives what she told him, and she's just looking down. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you're, you're in the driver's seat right now. <laughs> I think it's easier to control things once you know what the information is. Ah. Uh-huh. Sure. Wow. So the, I can tell you what it is. Say, say what it is when Keith leaves, and then you can say yes or no whether or not you want him in there for the rest of it. For right now, he's just am I in the room or am I other? So that's the. And I'm, and I'm, I'm to the point where if you want him here, we'll just go on with the conversation. As but long as you're not interrupting or causing yeah. anything. I'll, I'll stay over here. <laughs> yeah. But if he steps out, I can say a name, and then you can choose whether you want you want him in here for the rest of it or not. It's completely up to you. Or I can just continue on and, again, like I said, I wanted you to always have control tick, talk, tick, uh, talk, tick, over certain aspects of stuff. 
Oh, come on, Sherry. It's time to confess. Let's let's confess. We're not to a point where anybody's going to jail yet. We're not to a point of anything like that. Oh, we are real close. We're we're just still at the talking stage. Aren't we, Sherry? We're at the control stage. Uh, You seem scared, Sherry. Oh, shit. Oh, scared. Yeah, it is. I just don't want my imaginary person to get arrested. I'm about to fast forward to the confrontation. All right, Sherry, <laughs> shall we end this? She's the reason? What do you mean by that? She means the younger one let her go. Right? That's what you're referring to? Uh, we're not going to find her. Uh, and we can we can just skip to we can skip to the rock into the water and ruffle up the pond if we want to now. Again, we know you're the, lying. This is your last oppor- this, this last time if you want to do this alone or with you Keith. Said opportunity. Keith's been through this also on a different level. Um, now so, she stopped I'm, crying. She I'm ready to straight. Oh. I'm ready to move on and and throw the dart and throw the rock and see what happens to the water. But Sherry, look, look at me. What do you want? I don't want her to get in trouble. She's not going to get in trouble. So the DNA came back to James Reyes. Ooh. Uh, you're the in. DNA that was on you She's wrong. belongs to James Reyes. The picture in the... Can I get the picture? The, hey, the, they threw that rock in the, the water. The picture of the table. Oh, she's looking at her husband James right Reyes's now. She's looking at them. Recently. Uh, he... We talked to him... We've been on a polygraph. We talked to everybody around him. We have the rental agreements, phone rental, the car rental agreements. Oh, she's putting her hands to her face and crying. Everything that says that he said he told the truth. That's James' brother, deceased Nick. Oh, the husband. Everything you told us so many truths in this situation. The reason why you can describe the room is because you stayed in the room in the dark for hours, for days on end. The reason why you lost so much weight is because you stopped eating. The reason why you got a rash on your arm is because you cleaned his house. The reason why the brand is because he went to the store, bought the branding tools and branded you. The reason why your nose was broke is because of a hockey stick. I know all of those things and I know there was no sex. I know all of that because he passed a polygraph test that said it's not an abduction. No sir. She asked me to come get her. No. I rented a car. No. I drove up and picked her up. Oh, man. He, he passed the polygraph test, Sherry. If that's not what happened, what did happen, Sherry? I don't know. You don't know. No, there's no way it's James. There's no way. There's oh, no okay. way. The DNA so doesn't lie. You don't His know. DNA, wow. His DNA was on you. His There's brother, no way. Robert saw you in the house while you were down there. While everything He's spun Robert. out of control. Now she's trying to act like why it was him, but she didn't know it because she was blind on the initial. There's no way. It's it's 100% Robert's or James's DNA. We even collected blonde hairs from the room. <laughs> and also, you knew about it. There's no way. It's James. There's no way. Why are you saying it's not James? 
Why are you saying it's not? All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's more to that. Check it out on MidnightRad.io. You can watch the full video confession of Sherry Papini interrogation. Her husband's getting really pissed right now. You might want to see that. MidnightRad.io. It'll be out on the morning time. If you're listening to this live right now, it is 1140. September 20th, 2022. I got one final story for you. We've been covering this on our website, MidnightRad.io. I know a lot of people don't seem like they're interested in it. But, you know, Sherry Papini, blonde-haired woman, abducted. I remember there was a lot of people, they were upset that when a black person or a person of color is abducted, it doesn't get as much national attention, but really... The national attention that they're complaining about is actually from them, the mainstream media. But also Stephen King, which is, you know, an uh, author I've read before, and many of you have, and I'm sure some of us have seen some of the movies his works have produced. And yet, what I just said, when a white girl that's blonde-haired gets kidnapped, it gets national coverage, but how come people of color don't? That was a tweet that he put out one time. And I thought, wow, what a bastard. He's one of the people whose books always happens to white people, doesn't it? I mean, he has kids that are abducted and do things. And, you know, really bad things happen to the white kids in his book. So I thought that was mighty hypocritical of him. When you talk about things shouldn't be a certain way and you're the ones that do it, well, just saying, but talking about that, talking about books. Stephen King has a new book out right now. I don't even know what it is. I'll have to look. I feel bad about knowing. I It's not that I don't purposely know. But I saw Alex Jones. We've been covering the Connecticut Alex Jones defamation trial. We cover the one in Texas. We're covering it now. I think it's important because... There's something that's really fascinating about law to me. When you can hear both sides of an argument and this side convinces you and the other side convinces you both ways. And then there's different issues you don't even notice. Maybe it'll come out later. Maybe it won't. And then you'll see illegal things that go on and twistings of the law just to get somebody, somebody convicted. What are with, you know, illegalities that are almost as bad as the thing the person did. In this case, this is Alex Jones, the defamation case. I noticed one of the things he says here, I want you to listen to, to it, because this is an unedited copy of him entering the court today. Uh, he wasn't testifying today. This was just in front of the court. He was going to testify, but they put it off. So there's no footage of this. Today, they pretty much dealt with procedures in the court. And uh, one of the things he keeps on saying is that the judge told him that he has to say he's guilty. And from what I've gathered, because, and this is, sort of true because of the default judgment. She didn't say he has to say he's guilty, which he says 
that he will not perjure himself so he cannot do that is what he said. But I heard them say that he can't say that he's innocent, not that he has to say that he's guilty. I mean, that is just semantics, right? But it makes a difference. But this is something that he says. And he keeps mentioning that they're trying to get him for unfair trade practices because what he says on air and the very stories that he creates or that he promotes are just a way for him to sell his supplements. Like chemtrails poisoning the air and the water. So you need... You need the iodine from algae to clean your blood. That, that's an example I've heard myself. Nevertheless, I'm going to play this for you because he stops right outside of the courthouse. He has a book out right now called The Great Reset. That from all from what I've heard, it's selling a lot. Which this is almost a giant commercial for it. Here we go. And yes, he gives an impromptu press conference right from the court. He's walking up right now. Video will be on the website. Alex, Alex, is this about the money for you? You guys want to do a press conference? I'll be happy to. There's one question at a time. I'd like to make a short statement, though. I'll be happy to answer questions. The judiciary has been weaponized and is on trial here. The judge has found me guilty despite the fact he turned over all the discovery. They didn't have a case that had the fault. Now ordered me to not say I'm innocent, and ordered me to say that I have not profited from Sandy Hook. That's ordering me to perjure myself. I will not perjure myself under the orders of a judge. This has never before been done in U.S. history. It's a struggle session right out of communist China or South Africa. This is serious tyranny. Regardless of what you think about me or how the media has twisted what I said over the years, I've apologized for past things I said that hurt people's feelings. But I wasn't the first person to question Sandy Hook, and I apologized years ago. They have misrepresented what I've said and done. There is a whole industry of lawyers around these families that have sued Remington and won $73 million and won all these other lawsuits, and they simply now are not just coming for the Second Amendment, but the First Amendment. This is a travesty of justice and this judge is a tyrant this judge is ordering me to say that i'm guilty and to say that i'm a liar none of that's true i was not wrong about sandy hook on purpose i questioned it just like jesse smollett just like wmds in iraq just like gulf of tonkin there have been a lot of staged events in history like wmds in iraq and i question every major event that we see and so i'm being put in an impossible position inside of this courthouse where i'm being ordered to say i'm guilty has anybody ever heard of someone being ordered to say they're guilty even in a criminal trial where they found somebody with dead bodies if the guilty person wants to get up and say they're innocent they're allowed to okay but i'm being told i must say i'm guilty because they've already defaulted me and say i'm guilty this is the murder of American justice. This is extremely dangerous, and this is the judicial system on trial. They are using these families for this. They've misrepresented what I've said and done, and they have continued to use my name to fundraise for their gun control organizations. Now they're openly launching an anti-free speech operation. So, I want to thank you all for being here. Do you have any questions? Are you saying that you were that you were Pardon me, sir? Can you just tell us when were you ordered to say that you were guilty? 
uh, last week in court, they openly said that I have to say that I'm guilty. In fact, I have a list of the things I was ordered to say from the judge right here. Can, can, we, see that? No. can, we, can we see that? Alex, do you what understand do you say to the family? I say to them that I didn't murder your children, and you've got lawyers using them now to go after the First Amendment. Infowars.com lives. I have the number one book in the world. You number one book in the world, The Great Reset and the War for the World, exposes Klaus Schwab and the globalists and children are dying Sir, of heart attacks from the Pfizer shots. You're the guys that talk about Sandy Hook. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about Sandy Hook. You do. You live off of it. you understand the pain that these families have gone through? And that is it. What do you guys think about this? Is this really a fight against... Free speech and Alex Jones. Let me tell you something. On our website, I've been covering this like I've told you. And there's a video up there I put up there for you. And it was from the Alex Jones show. He was breaking down. You know, I cover both sides of it. He was breaking down what was going on to him. I went to his, uh, I got a video from him about it. Yeah, it is. Hmm, maybe I'm going to need to, I'll put a link of that for you. But Alex Jones was breaking down what happened to him. Uh, There's there's an example of that. I got one of this, uh, Vivian Barnes, www.midnightrad.io. Alex Jones trial, day three recap with Vivian Barnes. I could put a link to Alex Jones's video himself where he was talking about it. But I'm telling you, just what you saw him do, Right there is the same thing he did. And I'm you listen to what he's saying. This, what happened to him, has happened to nobody in history. How he is sanctioned on what he can say. There's a default judgment. And the default judgment is because he didn't hand over Google Analytics information about the web traffic from InfoWars. And he says that he did not have it to give because they weren't using that. They say he didn't. He got a default from that. It's not the same default that he got from Texas. In Texas, he got a default judgment because of financial data. Now, there was, there was a, somebody that testified. It was an Internet expert that testified talking about how much he, how much web traffic he should be getting and without the Google analytics data, basically the Google analytics data without the analytics data. Um, and that person testified yesterday and the video got pulled for some reason. So I listened to him go on about what they're doing to him, how he's fighting the fight. He can barely go on. This is a small operation. We need your help, which, Hey, Pretty soon we're going to open up value for value for our radio stream on midnightrad.io, and we need your help if you want to go on. That being said, he had me convinced. I was listening to him, and he had me absolutely convinced. They say he has money that he doesn't have, and that's one of the things they've been using in this case. They're saying that he's transferring money to relatives in these shell companies For example, uh, free speech systems, loaning money to InfoWars, and the money that he makes in InfoWars goes to free speech systems, and it pays back an investor, which is actually him, and um, which all these things that they're 
that part is true, but it is a legal thing a lot of people do. And it's one that uh, Donald Trump uses a lot just to not have to pay taxes because of, you know, capital gains. It's, if it's an investment, you know. So you, you draw, I don't know, you get taxed on whatever you draw out. Your $70,000 a year is all you really get paid. But you also take the money from one company, put it in an, as an investment in the other. And it has to pay it off in a certain amount of time with interest usually. These are something that's used as in the in the system. That's one of the things when you hear somebody talking about raising taxes on the rich, it doesn't go to the rich. They pass it on to you because there's things that they do where they don't get taxed, and that's not going to change. But he convinced me when I watched him. Absolutely convinced me until I realized what he's saying is something that he would say in any other day. If I could throw a rock and hit a day five years ago, these are the same things he does every day. It's a sales tactic that he uses to make you feel like the walls are closing in on him and he needs your help to fight the good fight. But he has this very well-timed with this book he has out. I don't know if he really wrote it or not, or a ghostwriter wrote it, or is this a compilation of theories? And not that the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab isn't one of the most evilest thing in history. You're going to own nothing and you're going to like it. Do you think the elitists are going to own nothing? No, but they want you to. That they're manipulating this economy so everybody can lose everything? No, that's absolutely true. But everything he does is not true. Everything he says is not true. And the way they're going about things on their side to get him, there's some illegalities there. They're playing dirty pool on both sides is what I'm saying. We're following that story on midnightrad.io. We're going to... Every article we have up there, we do update. I gotta, I'm going to do that article about the life of the school shooter that was released. And when he was released, he changed his name and he was murdered. It was better that he would have never been released. I'm going to take that up on midnightrad.io. If any of you need an exorcism, there's a link up there on the website that links you right up to. This is not a joke. I'm absolutely serious about this. To brother Joachim in Germany. I'll be back next week. Until then, you can listen to our live stream with an ever expanding library of music. Be back next week. You can call us, leave a voicemail message about up to three minutes about any of the stories that you've heard tonight. I'd like to know what you think about this. You think. The majority of school shooters are possessed. Why do you think mothers are slaughtering their children at an alarming rate by themselves? Why is that? Phone number is 325-261-0892. Give up to a three-minute voicemail message. 325-261-0892. Our documentary, Soul Collector, will be coming out pretty soon. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, on our Spotify, that is where we're going to put that that documentary video up first after we try to do a live premiere on it. I want to get the author of the book and the exorcist together for that. For any updates, you can go to midnightrad.io. There's also a link to our email address on there. 
if you want to email us a story. Until then, good night and God bless.